0: Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you?
1: I am so good. How are you?
0: You're exceptionally good. I'm not going to get a question or word in edgewise because <laughs> we have Annie Thor's daughter on and all you guys are going to be doing is talking baby. So I'm just going to turn it over to you and you just, baby. just do your baby talk. Annie, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be back with you guys. Oh, I am so excited. I'm like trying not to, I'm trying to contain myself. I'm just so excited. First of all, I think that you, I think Annie was our first like big time guest ever on the show where we were like, oh my God, we have a, we have a CrossFit Games athlete guest. Like, does that mean yes. we're actually real podcasters now? <laughs> yes, that's true. It's absolutely
0: true. We
1: planned our interview for like three days. We wrote out all of our questions and it like, it was so, we were so different back then. So I'm really excited to have you on now where we can just kind of like chat. (laughs) Just talk. Well, I felt like it was quite normal though. It was good. It makes me feel a little bit better. Um, I'm mainly (laughs) just excited to have you back because I feel like you have gone through like a whirlwind of life and experiences and transformations and craziness since the last time we spoke. So yeah, John's right. I am just made of questions about babies and mommy (laughs) what your experience is like so just I guess we'll just start with how is life as a mom you're a mom oh my god it's pretty crazy like it's
2: it's so funny people say that you don't know what it's like until you have a baby and it's so true it's like when you're pregnant you get ready for everything I bought so many clothes and dresses and like made the room ready for her had the crib and had all the Right, monitors and like I, I had everything that you are supposed to have when you have a baby. And then all of a sudden you give birth and you get the baby in your hands and you can't prepare for it. Like it's the weirdest, it's the weirdest feeling in the world. All of a sudden it's, there's another person in your life that you care about more than anything in the world. And you don't know this person but yet you will do everything for this person and then when me and frederick walked out of the hospital like with the baby i felt like i was stealing something (laughs) it's like uh should we run or like this is really weird all of a sudden you're responsible for a baby you don't have to take a course you don't have to do anything you have to take a course to get a dog But to get a baby, you can just get a baby. And all of a sudden, you're responsible for this person and you have no idea what to do.
1: When, when you left the hospital, were, were you like, um, how, how do we, how do we do this? Like, they're just like, all right, good luck. See you later. And you're like, wait, no, but how, how do I, what? Yes, a little bit. You're like, all right, we'll take her
2: home, I guess. (laughs) Um but it's really nice here. You actually get uh home visits. I don't know how it's in the states or the rest of the world, but you get home visits um I think seven times or something in the following uh 10 or 12 days. Oh wow. So yeah. So there's a nurse that comes to your place and just like checks the baby out, weighs and measures and teaches you and like teaches you how to bathe and helps with the uh feeding and yeah, it's actually really nice because you feel like a little bit more confident in everything Supported. that you're doing. And you can always ask them all the questions. It's like, oh, she's not burping. Uh, is the poop normal color? Like <laughs> all these just like weird questions that you may have.
1: Yeah, no, we don't have anything like that. <laughs> no, it's like, they take, they let you take the baby home and they're like, well, uh, good luck, I guess. <laughs> Try to so get keep it alive. <laughs>
2: Exactly. Hopefully, we don't have to see you again. Exactly.
1: And you don't do anything wrong. Exactly, John. I mean, I've never had kids, so I can't speak to it. But John, did you? You never had any help like that, right?
0: No, I had my mom. My right, mom exactly. came. My mom came say. to town and helped for a week and okay. showed us how to not break her. And then,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> and then after that, yeah, you're kind of on your own. But you figure it out quick. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, babies are great. Like they don't they don't know you're an idiot till they turn like ten. It's oh. perfect.
2: That's very true. I was like, oh my God, I'm so awkward. Like I don't have any younger siblings (laughs) and I've never really been around babies or kids except for my brother's kids. And I'm quite awkward around them. Like when they were babies, (laughs) like, I don't know. They're so fragile. I don't know what to do with them. I don't know what to play with them. Do I talk to them? So like when I got my own, it's like, I don't know how to hold her properly, but literally it takes like a day. And all of a sudden you get so comfortable with Mm. everything. It was quite weird.
1: Do you ever just do you ever just look at her and you're like i i made you all like, the what? time i don't understand like what is life what is this world now i'm getting like way existential but it's just like i i made you you were here you were in here and now you're out there what
2: the crazy thing is it's in there and then you get it out and they're so back and i'm like <laughs> Uh, how, how were you inside me? And now you're outside me and you're just like this breathing perfect little thing. Yeah. For, I'm, I still do it. I still just look at her sometimes. I'm like, Frederick, we created this. Like this thing is a part of me and you and we're responsible for this person for the rest of our lives. Like no no matter how, (laughs) it's like you just, Yeah, it's, it's so funny. I, and like I said, I still do it all the time, but it was weird in the beginning. It was, I couldn't sleep at all because I, every single sound that she made, I was like, Oh my God, is she okay? Is she still breathing? Mm -hmm. Like, is everything fine? Yeah. It's, you get very obsessed. I, I was like, I was not going to be one of those moms,
1: but (laughs) you can't control it. That's crazy. I can't even imagine.
0: You know, Nikki, when they're babies like that, you always go, you know, you get them and you're like, oh, my God, I made this. And then when they're teenagers like mine, you're like, oh, my God, I made this. This is
1: <laughs> so terrible. I don't think that ever changes. I bet my mom still looks at me and says like, ugh." I, I
0: mean know that. mine does. Mine <laughs> totally does that still.
1: <laughs> so what Um, what what was the experience like for you actually like finally going in and, and doing the whole, doing the labor, doing the birth. I know that I, I read on your Instagram that it was kind of a wild ride for you guys. It didn't exactly go quite as planned. So just give no. us just the, the rundown of like, what, what exactly went down for you? Cause you're kind of like, you're kind of like my mom goes in the, in the like, Oh, she's like she was fit her, the whole time during her pregnancy. And, you know, like, everything was going well and she was healthy. And in my head, I'm like, that means perfect birth, right? Like you're doing everything right. Mm. Not always.
2: Not always. Thankfully, this does not happen often. Um, But yeah, like my pregnancy was amazing and still in my mind, no big deal being pregnant. I trained the day before I went to the hospital and I still, Um, uh, I would say I was uncomfortable for the last week, but I think that's very normal, uh, to be uncomfortable for maybe the last week, especially when you're going past your due day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the uncomfort was mostly like I had breast and Hicks contractions. So like it was in the evening when I was relaxing, then I was just getting like contractions, but otherwise I was okay. I was a little out of breath, but very normal since you're carrying a lot of weights. Um, and then, yeah, I. I had prepared quite well for the birth as well and had like my birth plan, but still in my birth plan, I was like, "Mm, I'm open for whatever. Like, this is one of the things that you cannot control. I like controlling everything in my life, but this is one of the things that are out of my control. Like I'm going to have to go with it. Thankfully, I made a decision that I was going to have my baby at the hospital. I was looking at like a hospital out of town, Mm -hmm. just like 40, 50 minutes away from here. So that maybe my Mom would be able to be there and so that Frederick would be able to be all the time with me because of restrictions because of covid right of course uh but thankfully, I did make a decision that I was going to be at the hospital here in town, and I started like my water broke on Saturday morning, and I got admitted to the hospital on Saturday night. I had very bad contractions from Saturday morning, but they just stayed steady with like five five to seven minutes in between. Um, so this is obviously going to take a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh yeah, I got <laughs> great.
1: <admitted. laughs> yeah, I was
2: like yeah. good. <laughs> uh-huh. And my brother's uh wife, she's actually a birth doctor. So like I called her with some questions and stuff, and she's like, yeah, 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 like you could have that baby today, but it could be that you're gonna be in this until tomorrow. Oh, like Oh, that's not gonna be in me. No 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 no. This is happening today. It was also I was happy with like zero eight zero eight. I'm like, it's happening exactly when I wanted this to happen. Like this is going according to plan. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. And then, yeah, I went to the hospital like on Saturday night and they checked and like, my dilation was almost nothing. Hmm. Um, so I was like, wow, that's a full day of contractions and nothing's happened. Mm -hmm. I got admitted because they had to like monitor since the water broke in monitor, if I would get a fever an infection or, um, something like that and I got some morphine to try to sleep but Frederick wasn't able to be with me and he wasn't allowed to come until like three o'clock the day after. Really? Um, Yeah not until I actually went into like a birth suite uh, and they wanted me to wait as long as possible to like start using anything and then I got gas and I gotta say that laughter gas that thing works.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. If only there were like video of you talking or doing what <laughs> no cameras was, allowed at that point. <laughs> that was hilarious. So like,
2: I've never tried that before. And I tried that for the first time there. And they're like, yeah, just take deep breaths. And I'm like, Oh, I don't dare to. I'm just going to do solo breaths just solo breaths. And then I got a really bad contraction. I'm like, <gasps> deep breath it is. And then I took a really deep breath and I don't drink alcohol very often, very, very seldom. I've very seldom been drunk, but after that deep breath, I felt like the most drunk I've ever been in my life. (laughs) I was just like laughing and laughing and giggling and like there were tears running down my eyes. I was laughing so hard. Oh my And God. I had two midwives in there with me and they couldn't stop laughing either. I'm like, well, <laughs> this is the best part of birth. <laughs> That's why they
1: did it. That's why they offered you that instead of more morphine or like a, you know, like exactly. an injection or something. Because they wanted the laughs out of it too.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. But actually soon, if, yeah, not that long after, I ended up getting an epidural. And uh, they wanted like the contractions more... Uh, stronger and more often uh so we got that and then wanted the epidural in in case i would have to go so this is a good call in case i would have to go into like an emergency c-section or something because i'm potentially allergic to um uh, what's it called the 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 gas that you get when you go to sleep so i have like a, a potential like a hypo um molecular hypothermia which means that like i i can overheat with that and then i wouldn't wake up again so they had to like clear that out in them in the surgical suite and then they just wanted to make sure that i would have the epidural so that they could give me enough like uh numbing in case i would have to go for emergency because then they wouldn't be able to uh, like yeah give me (laughs) anything for the pain whoa yeah, so we got that done and very good that we got that done and that actually worked because I ended up having contractions all through Sunday, uh, all through Sunday night and then on Monday morning, I finally had full dilation
1: and I was allowed to start pushing. Wait, so you've now been in labor for like more than 48 hours.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I was so tired, like I was Uh-oh. so sleep deprived. <laughs> I was like, yep, let me push, like let me get this thing out. Hell Yeah. And we have found out that she was in like a stargazed position. So that means that her head is like looking up. Okay. Uh, so that means that it's going to be harder to get her out. But not only that, she was also like a little bit crooked in that stargazed position. So it's even harder. Like if you think about the uh, pelvic floor and the hips, like where you need to get her out, it's you need even more space if she's in that position so she was just stuck so she wasn't dropping like all the way down she was just stuck there oh,
1: man. so
2: we waited for as long as we could and we had a bunch of doctors and midwives that were trying to go in and turn it around and now i feel like an animal i'm like someone's just inside me like trying to turn the baby around
1: oh my god no my butt is tingling <laughs> yeah like that was really weird stuff um and then I finally
2: get to push and I think they had me push for too long because I was pushing really hard. Like I wasn't holding anything back, but the kit was not getting out. And then finally they made a decision to bring me into like the, um, like the, um, uh, surgery room. And I knew it was something like big because there were, I don't know, probably like 12, 15 people in there, uh, just like what? ready. Yeah. Oh, it was really weird. Yeah.
1: Now you're an animal and now you're in a zoo and now everyone's looking at you. Now everyone's looking at me too. Cool. And it's like day three of labor. So things are great. I'm sure you're in an awesome (laughs) mood.
2: And like every time in between the contractions, like, can I go to sleep? Just, just now for three
1: minutes.
2: (laughs) But yeah, so we got me ready for that. And then I got even more like um, anesthesia or uh, down the legs. So I could feel very little. Um, And then we had the suction cup. Um, yeah yeah
1: yeah
2: to try to help her get out and that took like they were about to give up it was like okay we just have like three to five tries here but I got to have six tries because I was so close and uh she was so close to getting out and the heart rate of the baby like thankfully she did amazing through all of this like it was crazy how strong she was through all of this her heart rate just like they were monitoring her the whole time through and it seemed like she just bounced back so well. Really? Wow. Uh, and then they finally got her out on that last one there were like four people holding me down and Frederick was like the things that were uh, connected to me, like the
0: uh, like epidural IVs and, and all the yeah, IVs yeah. and stuff,
2: yeah. Everything that was connected to me, it was like four or five lines, they were all filled with blood because Ooh. I was just pushing so much, like the pressure was just so much. Um, yeah I'm just sharing everything with you guys
1: and I'm like I'm over here just like oh my god tell me more but also I'm so scared I don't want to know but just tell me just tell me everything <laughs> Like I, I said, am, every, this is I am every chick who does not has not had a baby yet I'm every one of our listeners who's like oh my god don't tell me but tell me uh, but don't tell me I've wanna- sat,
0: sat through too Nikki I'm sitting there going okay I've seen all this happen so,
1: <laughs> of course you are because it's yeah. not in your belly
0: yeah oh my god I watched okay, it so, though sorry
1: take me back. Everything's filled with blood, but she's coming back. And this is the sixth time. And I'm I'm, I'm here for it.
2: And she makes it out. However, when she came out, she was very lactic and she was white and she was not breathing. Um, so it took, it took like four minutes to get her breathing and screaming again. And that was like the longest, longest four minutes probably of my life. And then I finally got her, but she got taken away because they had to monitor her. And it took about an hour and a half to stitch me together, because uh, I tore a lot. uh uh-uh, girl. <laughs> I mean, like, everybody
1: does, but obviously you were in a very specific circumstance.
2: <laughs> that was amazing. No, so it was hard, because then she and Frederick were away, because I wanted Frederick to go with her, obviously. And I had no idea what was going on. And I was so tired. But it was amazing. like. Um, an hour and a half later, I was able to go see her and have her in my arms and she was doing so good. And she actually got, um, discharged from the hospital, like the morning after she did so amazing, like nothing wrong with the kid. It's wow, yeah, it's crazy how strong she was. They were also very surprised by all the values that they took like an hour after she was already so much better. Um, so that was amazing and then I finally got to go home on Wednesday. So oh. it was yeah, but it took me I have to say like it was it was probably one of the hardest thing I've done was also just recovering from this because really? having lost so much blood, not being able to take care of her, like I couldn't stand and walk around, like I needed help because I was so dizzy and uh getting like cold shivers and stuff. So um frederick had to do everything thankfully like john you talked about moms like thankfully Uh my mom was like incredible came here every time frederick had to leave because i couldn't be by myself with her because i couldn't walk around with her or do anything i was just lying down um and standing up and going to the bathroom pretty much so it was like that was it felt like I was so far away from myself, like the furthest I've ever been from myself at that time. So the only thing that kept me happy was her. Like the mm. only thing that made me smile was having her in my arms or doing something with her. I didn't want to watch TV. I didn't want to eat. Like it was so strange. It's I've never believed in... um The depression that people talk about that you can get after having a baby, like it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never understood that. And I've I've thought it's just women whining. Um, I'm sorry to say, but this is like, that's the closest I've been to. Like, I finally feel like I understand depression. Mm -hmm. I don't think I went there, but I think this is the, this is the furthest down I've ever been. Was there because I also couldn't sleep even after I came home. I hadn't been able to sleep now for five or six days, and just being so sleep deprived, like I got maybe twenty minutes in or twenty minutes in, and I was just constantly sweating and uncomfortable, and like it was like an evil circle I wasn't getting out of. And then finally, I was able to pump, so that Frederick could uh, bottle feed her one night. So I got three and a half hours of sleep. Ooh,
1: you're a new woman and after that.
2: Seriously, I woke up and I was happy again. I was mm-hmm. like, this is insane. Three and a half hours and I'm myself again. Like, I can breathe. I I can see that I'm going to recover from this. I can see that things are going to be okay. It's It was really, really strange. And then with just every single day, I felt better and better, had more and more energy. And like a week later, it was a completely different, mm. yeah. But it, it sucked not to have enough energy to take care of my baby. But at least she was okay. Like that made everything okay.
0: Hey, guys, let's take a quick mid-show break to talk about this week's sponsor. And Nikki, I was thinking about it today because I was doing back squats. And I was thinking if I only had on booty shorts right now, I'd be squatting so much better. Do you have a recommendation for me? I
1: sure do, John. Crazy that you would ask <laughs> because I'm here to talk about folio shorts. Um Actually, that would be awesome if we could really get you in a pair of
0: booty shorts. No, absolutely not.
1: <laughs> um, well, Fleo is a sponsor of, of today's podcast and just like so appropriate to have such a badass lady, uh, on kind of talking about doing. Badass lady things, and then having a badass lady company um, sponsoring the podcast means a lot to me. We say this every week, but like I would talk about them for free, <laughs> even if they weren't sponsoring us, because they're my favorite um, shorts and leggings brand. There's the the fit is perfect, and the material is super soft and like lasts a while. It doesn't pill, and you know the colors are awesome, and the, the patterns too. They have a bunch of really cute new um, leggings coming out for the fall, and a brand new fabric. So if you like. Collect them all kind of like me, then you might want to try this new fabric out. But like a bunch of cool, like orangey, yellowy rust kind of colors for fall that, you know me, I live in athleisure. So highly recommend.
0: Is orangey a color?
1: Orangey, rusty. Rusty. Rusty, orangey. I
0: guess those are colors, I guess.
1: Totally, totally. They run out your wardrobe, you know?
0: I don't know squat about fleo because I've never worn it, but I know every woman in my gym wears it so yeah that's a pretty good recommendation as far as i'm concerned so go get some fleo yeah so. go
1: get some fleo and you know when you support the folks that support us then you also support the podcast
0: all right well with that we will get back to annie thor's daughter.
1: totally that shit is so real and it's i think it's yeah. so important to talk about it and to listen to other women talk about it and and men too i mean it affects everyone's the sleep deprivation and the hormones and the being stressed about a new environment. I mean, it affects everyone. It, it affects the entire family. But I think women, especially, you know, either can't understand it until they're in it or mm. don't expect it. And it hits you like a friggin' Mack truck coming out of nowhere. And it's like, you thought, you know, I, you had a great pregnancy. And even though your birth yeah. was complicated, it ended up being good and your daughter was healthy and Frederick was there, like all things good. So the fact that you're like, shit, why am I, down. Why am I like this? Why can't I sleep? Why can't I be be who I am? And especially you where you're so much of what defines you is your strength and your, your resilience and your ability to be your own woman and lead the charge. And like being far away from who you are for any period of time, it's just crazy that you say like a week later, you were good. And looking back on it, you're like, what's a week when you're in it, it's like walking through molasses. It's like just If the feeling feels like it will never end. So I just think it's it's so important to hear you say those things out loud because how many women and, and men as well are going through sort of like, you know, similar feelings, feeling really alone and not like themselves and, you know, hearing other people go through it, I think is really, really helpful.
2: I think it's really helpful. And honestly, I think it was so important for me to talk about it with Frederick and with Mm -hmm. my mom. As soon as I was able to talk about it, I felt so much better, and I could take myself out, like because I could say I don't feel like myself, and I could cry, and I could like talk about the things that I was nervous about. I didn't recognize my body, and everything was so empty and felt so weird, and not having energy, and thought that I was never going to be able to like physically become myself again, like have energy to do anything and just being able to talk about it. And I didn't want to talk to anyone else. I did nothing on social media. Mm -hmm. I didn't talk to any of my friends. I I wanted to just be by myself and that's not me. Like I would like to say I am 99% of the time, I am extremely positive and I am so happy. Like I love my life and I love, like I feel so fortunate for where I am and how I'm doing and my family and my friends and what I get to do for a living and Frederick and my pr- like everything is amazing. And so it's really weird to go to that place. So yeah, being able to share in. And when I shared my post, like the amount of women that reached out to me, it was incredible how many people reached out that had gone through something similar or, Felt like they couldn't talk about it and were grateful. And yeah, it was, it was very cool. And just the support, Mm -hmm. because it's something that you don't understand unless
1: you go there. Right. Yeah. And I feel like when they say it takes a village, like it's not just to raise the kid. It's like to get through it for anyone to get through it, for your whole family, for the mom, for the dad, for the, you know, the ripple effect that having a kid has on the entire family. Like I just feel like you can't underestimate like support, just reaching out, just checking in like it's
2: so so stupid and simple and so
1: important
2: so important and it's also I think I was beating myself up a lot because Mm -hmm. I feel like I am strong and I should be able to deal with this and so many women just have a baby and they're fine and then they can go train or do whatever they want like a week or two later and they feel great and seem like everything is just perfect. And I'm like, why is that not me? Like I take mm-hmm. so good care of my body. Yep. I had a great yep. pregnancy. And then you know that women like in Africa, they just go to the side, give birth. And then they go back to their business the day after. I'm like, right. I am weak as fuck to be yeah, like uh-huh. this. And uh-huh. I'm crying over this. And then you beat yourself up even more for being like that. But everyone's like, everyone's birth is different. Yeah. And there's like, we, she wouldn't have survived if I wouldn't have been in the hospital getting the help that I had, like we wouldn't have gone through it if it wouldn't have been for that. So I think it's so hard. It's the same as the pregnancy. It's so hard to compare yourself to other women, which is why it's so hard to answer women that reach out uh, and tell them what they should do or shouldn't do because you need to. I finally understood it myself when I went through it. It's like, you need to trust your own instinct and your own body a little bit.
1: It's just, it's wild to hear, to hear you say that because I do hear that the, the new mom guilt and the beating yourself up. And I think that people oftentimes look at athletes like you. And just like you said, like you do take care of your body and you're so strong. And why, you know, why am I not like her and why is her story so much easier and how come she already lost the weight and she's already training and she's already been cleared for whatever. It's like, like we, and I I say this, we, I don't have a kid, but like (laughs) <laughs> average women. ladies like myself, you know, who like CrossFit three to five times a week, we say that. And we look at, at elite athletes like you, and we think you're on this next tier. And we're like, they're not like that. I want to be like that. But like it, just listening to your story, it makes it so clear that it affects everyone and that no one needs to be embarrassed about what they've gone through or how they're feeling. And no one needs to feel invincible to the craziness that is new parenthood. Like it just, it opens, your story breaks down so many barriers and opens so many doors to have those conversations. And so I I really appreciate you sharing it with us. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure.
0: You know, Annie, I was born in Mississippi, so my mom also pulled off to the side of the road and had me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Just on all fours yeah, right? real quick.
1: And then she got back to baking biscuits.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well,
1: yeah. I often think about
2: how my mom was, and I feel like she must have been like a super mom. She uh-huh. had, her first baby at 17 years old she had three kids at 23 24 and was like sewing all of our clothes Mm -hmm. and baking and making haggis and like did everything and i ironed every i i bought myself an ironing board and an iron before i had the baby and i ironed all of her clothes and all of the diapers and like everything that i was going to use and i'm like yeah, I'm gonna iron everything. I have not picked up the ironing board after
1: she was born. <laughs> the fact that you yes. own an iron officially makes you a mom now though. That's the thing. Yeah, right. Like that
2: was that was a big thing. I'm like, where do you go to buy an ironing board? <laughs> <laughs> where
1: do they even sell those? Do they deliver those on Amazon? <laughs> uh, I think the same thing of um the stories I've heard about my husband's mom, because same kind of thing, like, you know, that generation had a lot of kids younger and she like grew all their vegetables canned all their food for the winter like like knit everyone everything they like never went out and bought anything she like made everything she had three boys they were all two years apart I was like went to church every weekend who is this superwoman I don't understand like if I ever have one kid I'm gonna be laid (laughs) up in bed for like four years being like "Hun, take care of the kid I'm still tired from birth like
2: (laughs) I don't understand no you're not But it is kind of crazy. I'm like, we should not be complaining about these things. We're fine. Yeah, and we're going to be fine. Like we can deal with this.
0: So I want to hear how Frederick's adjusting. I know like when I was a new dad, um, it was a really big adjustment for me. Like this, you know, cause it, you know, it, I, Men have it way easier than women for the record. I'm going to throw that out there, because I, I sat through these births, so you did all the hard work. But you know your sleep schedule gets thrown off, you're, totally. you know, you're also trying to figure out like, how do I not break this thing, How do I adjust to it? How do you get it to bond with you? Like there's so much involved, like, how's mm-hmm. he adjusting?
2: She's doing amazing, and I think it had to happen like a little bit maybe quicker or more abrupt for him, um, because I couldn't take as much care of her in the beginning and I wanted to make sure that like she was getting as much attention as needed. So yeah, no, he did amazing. He was with me all the way since like uh three o'clock on Sunday. And I actually think it was really hard for him to go home and knowing I was at the hospital. Mm. Um, we just FaceTime <laughs> a lot, <laughs> right. but at least he got like a sleep in uh, but obviously he didn't go to sleep while I was going through labor. Like we were in it together and he was with me all the way through. And he went with her and got the skin to skin with her immediately. And when I didn't feel comfortable having her like sleeping without someone holding her, he would sit in the chair with her and just be with her through the night until she needed to feed again, because I was just setting a long alarm. Like she's going to have to feed in like an hour and a half. So it's like, Making sure I would be like I didn't know that she would let us know. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure that I would be ready whenever needed. And Frederick just held her all the time. Um and he's honestly like I think he's been ready to have kids for like five, six years. <laughs> so and he has a bunch of small siblings, so he's very Aww. comfortable around kids. He he's amazing with her. Like I know this is gonna sound really cheesy, uh, but I honestly didn't think that I could love him anymore, but seeing him with her, it's like, it's amazing. He's, he's a super dad for sure. But of course it's hard. And it was also hard because how difficult it was in me. And I think that took a big toll on him. How, Mm -hmm. how bad I felt. Um, And how big of a toll this took on me. Like he, he's been with me so much through the past 10 years like we're always together and like weirdly close I would say mm-hmm. so it was that was definitely hard for him and then the sleeping is I think that's harder for him than it is for me like it's somehow like I wake up and I'm just ready uh, but for him having this sleep rhythm
1: being so on and off on and off is definitely hard Oh, you're like not a, you're not a normal human when you can't sleep. You're really not. And I'll never, when we had, this is not the same thing. And I'm saying for the record, this is not the same thing, but when we, when we we got our puppy um, at eight weeks last year, it's the same thing where they like, they only can sleep for like two or three hours at a time uh, at night in their crate. In their, if you're crate training, yeah. you take them out. And there were just a couple of weeks where we were sleeping and they, and they don't sleep anyway, because they're crying all night. So there was like a two week period where we were sleeping maybe 40 minutes at a time, maybe 90 minutes at a time. And it was just, I remember trying to go to work the next morning and being like, this is why women have maternity leave. Because I'm just, I'm just not a human right now. And I I couldn't answer questions. I couldn't remember things. I'd like pick up my phone to send a text and literally one second later, not remember who I was trying to.
0: (laughs) And I was just like, I get it.
1: And this is not even close to the same thing as having a kid, but I understand why when your sleep is deprived and you're trying to raise a human, people are allowed to stay home from work and sleep nap during the day when they can. (laughs) Like it makes perfect sense to me. Exactly.
0: Well, Nikki, so yeah. no one is confused on the podcast. Do not crate train your babies. Right. Don't well, crate I heard train your I babies. heard
1: that was fine. I heard you could just leave the infant with a bowl of water for yeah, like it's two fine. or three hours. No yeah, bowl
0: of food, they're fine. Exactly. They're totally
1: fine. Exactly. I'm gonna go. <laughs> just feed people. them, put <laughs> them in the crib, and then three three hours later. There is, the there. Baby check, up again. check on them again. No big deal. Yeah. That's totally fine. <laughs> So so, how are you How are you feeling now? It's been a couple weeks, and I'm, I'm trying to lead into, like, I, I know you've recently made this sort of announcement that that 2021 is going to be your year back in the competition scene, hopefully. So what's what hope been so. going on? Yeah. How have you been adjusting, and how are you feeling looking forward?
2: Well, I'm really excited to get to training again. I know mm-hmm. that may seem crazy to some people, and that's absolutely fine. They can judge me as much as they want to. <laughs> Um, everyone's allowed to have their opinions, but I, I want to become myself again. And that means get into good shape. Um, that's what I've been my whole life. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm not enjoying this time with her and it's taking a lot longer than what I planned on having uh, until I get back to training. And now it's been four weeks Mm -hmm. and I'm still not cleared for a bunch of things okay. uh, but I'm allowed to do a lot of upper body and oh,
1: cool.
2: I'm doing a lot of pelvic floor strengthening exercises core strengthening exercises I am getting a very good help from people that specialize in just this here awesome. in Iceland uh, so I am making sure that I'm doing things the right way but I also know that it's going to take a little bit longer because I took quite a beating uh, through my birth um, so I I'm excited to get a go ahead and start Mm -hmm. pushing hard again. I'm excited to start doing CrossFit again. Like I haven't done high intensity piece in a long time. So I'm very excited about doing something like that, but I am taking it one week at a time at the moment and adjusting, but yeah, I'm going to be on that. Well, the athlete advisor board was only through December anyways. And I was very clear, um, that it would have to be okay if I was going to compete 2021 season, because mm-hmm. that is my plan. And that, yeah, that 100% is my goal. And that's something that keeps me excited um, to get ready. So I have until February to get ready for the Open. And then, yeah, who knows what the system is going to be for next year. But right. I'm hoping that I'll be in good shape. I got a long time. Games in August or something. Will we we'll good then. I think so. I'm at least excited for the journey. And I'm excited to share it with people or women that might be working through the same, um, my way of doing it, which is not necessarily the way for everyone to do it.
1: Totally. Totally. I think it's smart to recognize that, but having some sort of goal and being able to watch your progress, I think just like discussing what you've been through is also going to be like an awesome tool and motivator and inspiration for people who, like you said, might be wanting to go through the same thing, even if it's not on the same track, even if they're yeah. not trying to train six weeks out or not trying to go to the CrossFit Games. It's like, okay, so here's a woman who's been through hell, basically. And now she's trying to do some physical activity for herself. Let's see how that goes. And how can I translate that into what I want to do someday? Or how do I not feel guilty if I'm not cleared four weeks out or whatever it is? You know what I mean? Exactly.
2: Just know that progress is going to be different for everyone, but we're all going to make it back. You're going to get stronger again and going to become yourself again. And I think that's important.
0: Now, I think people understand Annie, like I, you were saying earlier that you trained uh, right up until the, you know, the day you went into labor and I was sitting there thinking you were probably doing a harder workout that day than I did yesterday. So <laughs> people, people understand you're an elite athlete. I, you know, I think they will really appreciate watching the journey though. I mean, we all kind of scale our lives off of what you superhumans do, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> we love it.
1: Thank you. What's yeah. um what's it been like? I know it's still such a weird year, and there's there's a lot coming down the pipeline that we don't even know about yet as far as the competitive season goes, but what's it been like, sort of being on this inaugural athlete council so far? It's been great actually um,
2: like I said, it's been a really weird year, yeah, and I think it's been surprisingly busier through my pregnancy. I think it was good because I feel like it went by like this, even Mm -hmm. though we had the isolation and everything going on, I felt like I was the busiest ever with like creating videos and content and helping people with their training at home and my gym and like everything. And then the changes within CrossFit and being an affiliate owner, being a competitor, and also having a sanctioned event like all the meetings and mm-hmm. things that we went through there that was some busy days and that was not always according to Icelandic time schedule so there <laughs> were a lot of very late nights or in the middle of the night just phone calls um, so I'm really excited for that these steps that they actually have an advisory board and the meetings that we've had so far have been really good like we're we're giving a lot of input we're getting to talk about things and it's i'm very positive about the future
1: cool yeah yeah i am very much so i am too and john and i have been talking about that a lot obviously like it's hard to say because not a lot has really happened yet but it just feels like we're on the right path For the first time in a really long time.
2: Absolutely. It's, I, yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be going the right way. And I'm also super excited that the athletes have created, that we've created the PFAA. Yeah. So that we have someone fighting for the athletes as well. I think it's important that just all the athletes stick together uh, and have a voice. So there's, I feel like there's a lot of very good things that have come out of this year. Mm Mm-hmm. And the CrossFit Games are going to happen, and it's going to happen the 18th of September, and that's my birthday. Oh, get out of town! No way! (laughs) I was like, oh, dang, if I would have just given birth a little bit earlier, and (laughs) the birth would have been, like, spot on. It would have been so badass if I would have been able to compete at the CrossFit Games. It's like, oh, I'm going to take my spot back. I'm going to compete this year. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah, badass and also completely impossible.
2: <laughs> oh, so stupid. Like, never would have done it. But it's fun to think about it, that I like, qualified for the CrossFit Games, had a baby, and then competed all in the same like season. That would have been oh very cool God. not to skip a season.
1: Hmm. But
2: no, 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 no. It's good. It's of very course. good. <laughs>
1: of course. That would have been wild. That's funny when you think about it.
0: Yeah. Any prediction for the games, Annie? Is that rude to ask an athlete? That's probably a little rude. I'm going to put you on the spot anyway. Any predictions?
2: Uh, For like who's going to win?
0: Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: So it's such a competitive like i was looking at it last night nikki and i are going to do our top five tonight i was looking at it and i was having such a hard time like yeah good luck there's like i was
1: like you do your top five because homegirl don't know oh there's uh.
0: like i was looking at like all 30 on, on both sides i'm looking at going anybody could win this thing like there's so many talented athletes this year
2: yeah it's really difficult to say like i obviously have like um top five in mind I have a hard time saying who's necessarily going to win the games because I think it's going to be interesting with five athletes anything can happen because mm-hmm. right. someone is going to take fifth place in something and that's like, right making a bit mistake is necessarily not necessarily going to cost you then as much as previous years so yeah I don't know I think it will be really interesting I don't think I want to say the top five because I feel like Some girls would get upset
1: not to
0: make
2: the list, you know, (laughs) because you're
1: too nice. That's why. (laughs) That's the way I felt. Definitely,
2: I would like to say that it's going to be Tia, Sarah, and Katrin that are definitely going to be on there.
0: I I have to say
2: that. I feel so much
0: better about my list now. Thank you. That's good. I I mean, I know it feels like safe choices, but it's not. The women's division is so competitive.
2: It's stacked. Totally stacked. stacked. I also really hope that Kara is going to make it. Like, she looks in credible and right now she's my inspiration so Mm -hmm. that's definitely like that would be very very cool and i think she could
1: i think i watched her on instagram push press like 230 pounds the other day or 250 something like that like easily like easily push press my deadlift Kara is like major strong (laughs) she's so cool (laughs) it's so cool yeah so cool Oh, Annie, this was so fun. Thank you so much for catching up with us on all these like really personal and intimate things that I know is probably difficult to share, but like are so helpful to hear out loud. Thank you. And I'm sorry if I share it too much. No, not everyone no, has
0: to listen to
2: not. the
1: story.
0: Yeah, they the only thing- tune
1: out if they want to, but why would you want to?
0: So the the only thing we didn't share, I can't believe you didn't bring up Nikki.
1: What?
0: Your daughter has like the most beautiful name ever. Oh
1: my God. Oh, so share, share Yeah.
0: So share your daughter's name with the listeners. It's so beautiful.
2: <laughs> it's Freya Miss Agirius Frederick's daughter. That's awesome. So Freya just fit it very well, like from obviously the goddess and Norse mythology and, Being our daughter, like, it just fitted perfectly with her. We had three names in mind, but this was on the top of the list. And in Iceland, you don't give babies names until, like, three to six weeks after they're born. Like, you test the names out a little bit first. Um, and then since Frederick, his family name is Egidius, so she got his family name. And then obviously she's Frederick's daughter because that's the Icelandic tradition. So that's her last name as well. And since he's getting both of his names, she got my middle
1: name in there. So she's a mist.
2: So yeah, oh, so she has cool. a little bit from both of us.
1: I love it. And I think that is an awesome tradition because it is so weird to make a human and then you give it a name like instantly that it has to keep for the rest of its life. And it, it feel like it doesn't even... My dog's name don't sound normal until like weeks in. Like I get that. I get understanding and trying to get it's comfortable like so with. It's so stressful. Yeah. Yeah. And you try them yeah. all out and see what, see what sticks. And I
2: get We that. also would have been in trouble at the hospital giving her the name there. Because even, even though it ended up being kind of what we had decided it was going to be, um, we didn't realize until like we were about to give her a name. It's like a week before we are going to give her the name. I see like we have a snooza and I see like to monitor her breathing and stuff when she's sleeping. And I see that Frederick named her in the app and he wrote Freya, but he wrote it without the J. (laughs) And I was like, Frederick, you misspelled her name. And he's like, no, like that's how you write it. So then I found out, I thought it was only written with J. Then I, we found out that like in the U S and UK, you write it without the J in Denmark, you write it without the Y you write just the J so all of a sudden we were in this dilemma like how should we write it how should we write it we went front and back so many times and ended up having it with the j because that was that was the original like that's that's the name you have it in your mind one
1: way it's got to be that way you can't once you've envisioned it it can't really change
2: (laughs) no matter how many people i asked there was like we asked so many in the states and my coach like how it was in the UK and we wanted her to have a global name but I was just like it it has to be with a J. I'm sorry. It just has to be with a J.
1: You birthed yeah. that kid so you get to pick. Yeah,
0: you get mm-hmm. a pick. For <laughs> sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. So yeah, we're very happy with it.
0: It's awesome it's absolutely beautiful and we fully expect her to be doing muscle ups within eighteen months. Mm-hmm. So <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no pressure little girl no pressure. None. totally nope. none
0: <laughs> yeah crossfit babies don't start pulling up and walking they just start doing muscle ups.
1: they just start doing muscle yeah i think it'll be yeah. really cool if she follows in your footsteps i also think it'll be really cool if she becomes like a professional classical pianist mm-hmm. yes like a brain surgeon
0: be, or whatever or, yeah, or
1: whatever like i just I think that either way, there can't, you, there can't be pressure on the kid to do one thing. I and mean, you have famous crossfit no. parents, like you're either going to love it or you're going to absolutely hate it and run the opposite direction. And that's okay too.
2: Exactly. It'll be what it will be, but she's going to have to do sports. That's a rule. <laughs> and that was a rule for me as well growing up. Like yep. all of our kids, everyone in Iceland does sports, at least one. It is kind of just like you have to do something. I don't care what it is. You can try as many sports as you want. You just have to do
1: something. I get it because it's like you learn so much more than being athletic. You learn teamwork. You learn discipline. You learn. I totally understand that. That makes sense. Exactly.
0: I fully believe kids that do sports are better kids. Swear to God. Like I, I was at a, (laughs) I was at a team competition this weekend, and these were literally the nicest, most polite, well-behaved, good kids I've ever been around because they're well-disciplined, they're coached, they're athletic. Like. And they bond, you know, like they're just good kids. So yeah, same. You have sports.
2: so much energy, like mm-hmm. they need to get rid of it somewhere. They're going to feel so much better. Yeah. and then Like we feel sleep. better after
1: training. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: totally. Uh,
0: well, Annie, thank you so much for being on. We appreciate it and sharing your thank journey. Thank you, guys. Just,
2: this was fun. Thank all right. you.
0: All right. Well, thank you. And Nikki, great to see you as always. As for everyone always. listening, we uh, appreciate you guys joining us and we'll talk to you all soon.